even wealthy people wouldn't mind trading some of that back for a good government. You know, it's just not the be-all and end-all. They both serve their own purposes. So the people I met there, I would say, everybody thinks what you want is a two-car garage, a house that's so big nobody ever sees each other, uh, you know, all these uh, bills, and, and they would look at me and laugh. It's like, no, that's not what we want. We want just, a, you know, uh, some uh, stability in our lives and some assurances that, you know, when we get sick, we're not going to just die immediately and stuff like that. So they understood more than we do that power has its own purpose, as wealth does. Right. You talk about, one of the things that you apparently talk about is voting size. Explain that, how voting size can ultimately change our income. Well, that was, uh, that was uh, when I look at that graph I drew of the arc that kept everybody away from zero, zero, having neither wealth nor power. When I looked at that graph again, I realized that these aren't abstracts. Wealth and power are not abstracts. They, right. they manifest in terms of income and assets and stuff like that, real you know, numbers and dollar bills in your pocket, or votes. Like, we have mechanisms at work so we can use these things. So now I took another look at that arc, and I realized, hey, this isn't just a wealth power arc. This is an income vote arc. And I realized that by adjusting the size of votes inversely to income, you, you, you stick to that chart where everybody is equally far from having zero, zero. So whether you're Bill Gates or a homeless person, nobody's that different than anybody else in terms of the overall combination. And uh, I realize that you just put this in, I'm a computer guy, you just put a computer into the ballot booth there, it can scale everybody's votes according to their income, and you could put this arc, this, uh, this, this, this uh, picture in place in real time, in real life, anywhere you want. And really, plug it in anywhere, in any scenario? Any, any, listen, how about a, you guys run a business, or how about a corporation which uh, gives uh, employees uh, a levered size vote when it comes to uh, electing the CEO? In other words, you could put it into an economic model or a political model. Right. You know, imagine a, imagine a company, a corporation, where uh, the janitor gets more say than uh, upper management when it comes time to electing the CEO at the end of the year. How would that corporation look? Would it work? Would it fail? You know? Right. So, yeah, but anywhere there's voting, anywhere there's money, you can have vote sizing. It doesn't have to be one one. It doesn't have to be one person, one vote. I would think that uh, if you gave power to the masses to be involved in the corporation, depending on what it is, you might actually do better because there's such a lack of communication businesses that one person sitting next to the other person doesn't even realize the assets they have. Yeah. One person, one vote basically means that the, that the power is so diluted that nobody's held responsible. The leaders aren't responsible. The voters aren't responsible. What it does is it makes everybody eye everybody else suspiciously. Like, oh, you're the person who didn't vote properly. But 